Okay, okay, right then. Well, then, that in mind, let's dive straight in. I'll try not to keep you too long. Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. It is something I really appreciate. Oh, I, I appreciate you uh, doing the interview. Every, every interview is uh, important, you know, for the band, and uh, I really appreciate the time as well. Thank you. Never a problem, never a problem. Talking of which, then, how is everything in the Monolith camp as we make our way towards the release of the album Progressions? Everything is great. I think, um, well, first of all, we're really excited to release the record. Um, it's, it's a very interesting record. It's not your, your typical album, right? Mm -hmm. um, we called it Progressions. I actually came up with that name when we were uh, discussing how to do this album. And it's, it's kind of a collection of new material, obviously, which takes up the majority of the record. But then there's some surprises on it that deals with our past. We did a remix of our song, The Rain, which sounds amazing, which we already released a lyric video for that features Jens Kim in from Meshuggah. Yeah. Um, so it's basically us um, showing how a monolith started, the sound started, all the way up to the current time. And that's why we call the progression. So it's not like your, your typical album. There's lots of new music on it. There's a couple cover songs, believe it or not. We released one already called Army of Me by Bjork that uh that turned out really well and so it's it's um it's a journey of a record so we're really stoked on that everyone's super happy about how it turned out and then the biggest thing is touring <laughs> you know we had to reschedule our uk european tour four times because of covid but this time we were supposed to be there right now um, we would have finished the UK leg and we'd be in Europe by now, but um, it just, you know, because we're from Canada and everything isn't standardized with COVID, it just, it made it extremely difficult for us to, uh, to do it. Right. So we rescheduled the January, February, March next year. We're going, I don't, I don't care. We're going, that's it. You know, and, and we have other tours in the works right now. So I honestly believe for the first time, and I'll go on record here, that we will be touring not only in 2023, but I think later this year, sometime uh, stuff's going to happen for us as well. So that's basically what's going on. Lots of prep for the release, booking tours. Um, you know, it's it's exciting, but busy. Yeah, busy because, you know, the expectation almost is, is you've done all the hard work, you've uh, recorded, you've put this out, and now you're just sitting and waiting. But this part of an album release is actually really often long-winded. The slow build, the drip feeding of content, engaging reactions to singles, and of course, talking about what you've done. Is this, do you enjoy this part? Particularly the fact that it's quite a long build. I do enjoy it, but it can be tedious. Um, you know, the interesting thing that you brought up is, uh, you know, seeing the reactions and stuff. Um, not to be cold or anything anyone who knows me knows i'm an extremely positive person as is everyone in a monolith we're, we're all positive dudes but um i've learned to turn myself off from paying attention to that because you know what everyone has an opinion and even if they're going to talk shit about our song or album or whatever that's their their opinion and they're entitled to that so but i find it's it's good just not to pay attention to that you put out stuff you're proud of, and there it is. The people who are going to like it, they're going to buy your stuff. They're going to buy your merch. They're going to buy your albums. They're going to come to your shows. People who don't like it, it's cool. It doesn't bother me. And, and even if they are saying bad things, you have the, the keyboard warriors online and stuff, you know, 
it's all good, you know, but I, I try not to pay attention to that stuff, but everything else, like with, with the release and stuff. Yeah. I, you know, of course I like it. I love doing interviews with you. I love doing interviews with any magazine or, or web design or whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how big they are. Cause you know what, if I got interviewed by Rolling Stone and I got inter interviewed by you, and this is no discredit to your program, it doesn't matter to me. They're on the same level because you know what it's press. And too many people are too concerned about, oh, it's got to be the bigger thing. It's got to be this endorsement. It's got... Anything is awesome. So I, I treat every interview like it's the biggest interview there is, just like how I am on stage. It's like if I'm playing, when I play with Devin Townsend and we played, you know, 80,000 person festivals, you know what I mean? But then you go to a monolith and we've only done a few shows and we're playing 200 people, 300 people, you know what I mean? doesn't matter there were still 80,000 out in front of me so this process of releasing a record talking about singles doing interviews I love it and I treat it like it's the biggest thing in the world no matter the interview no matter whatever it is right so it's it's a necessity of the industry let's put it that way so you know what you better enjoy it because <laughs> this is what I do for a living you know so yeah it's there's there's my long-winded answer for you no, that's great. That's great. And it's interesting you said the word necessity, because when I go back to something you said during your answer, which is necessity, and you talked about ignoring, not necessarily ignoring comments, but not paying as much attention to them. There is almost a necessity for you to be always online. You must be on social media. You must be on the reading and paying attention and replying to comments and so on. Is that something you're comfortable with or is it something you just try to avoid? You know what? Uh, again, necessity you have to right and a monolith it to answer your question in short i definitely do not avoid it mm. and it is something i take on do i enjoy it you know I, I i i teach drums right now and that's that's how i'm making my living because we can't tour um you know i have other personal stuff i got a girlfriend i you know it's like there's a lot going on in my life so it, in in a sense it kind of becomes a job because there's a lot to do. But I do enjoy talking to the people who support us. That's that's very important. So it's an important thing. And I do enjoy those conversations. And yes, you do come across the negative stuff and whatnot. Every band does, you know, but um, that's just all part of what it is, you know, so you can't really, uh, I don't know, there's no need to fight it, put it that way. I just do it. I don't mind doing it. I enjoy it um but yeah it's let's get back to that word necessity that's that's what it is you, you need to stay on top of it and lastly um we're not signed to a label we have a monolith music which is our own label it's a partnership so we release everything through ourselves. i manage the band we're self-managed so you know I, I i shouldn't say i manage the band i'm the band director we all manage it together and make decisions but i'm the guy who does all the work behind the scenes right so just to make sure everything runs so there's a lot of stuff that we got to take care of and yes it, it becomes tedious right but i i do enjoy it on the flip side good answer before we get into progressions i actually want to ask about um how you guys coped during the heavier portions of the pandemic so we're going back the last two odd years in particular what you guys were forced to do differently and what if anything helped get you through some of the darker periods uh, you know what? Social media. We had to take a completely different approach to keeping 
our supporters. I don't like using the word fans, by the way. <laughs> Cause I don't know, I think it's derogatory in a way. So I say our supporters because without them, we can't do shit. So anyways, there's that. Um, but uh, yeah, with social media, hands down, because the bottom line is this. Um, we have to reach them somehow. If we cannot tour, and if we don't have new music coming out, because our album, State of Being, our debut album dropped March 27th, 2020, the worst possible time you could have dropped the record. Okay, so we had to be creative. We came up with uh, these things called um, the quarantine sessions where we did playthrough videos. They're really cool. And, and of every song on that record, we did one a month kind of thing, you know, just to keep the interest up. Then, uh, you know, we were doing uh, a mono riffs where we'd show riffs from the different albums. We would do something called the mono blabs where we just talk about personal lives and engage with our audience, right? So we, we looked into live streams and stuff, but I, we kind of paid attention to other bands that were doing it. And it seemed those were very hit and miss, unless you're in Metallica, you know, then, then you're, you're doing all right with it. But even some, you know, I'm a fan of Clutch and I remember they did one and, and, you know, I thought there would have been way more people. There's such an incredible band, but I was surprised that there wasn't way more people involved in it, right? And it's just like, hmm, it doesn't make sense for us. So we got to be creative here. So we kind of did that for a good year, year and a bit where we realized the pandemic's not getting better. We better put out some new music, like, or this is just going to sink. So that's what we did. And that's how Progressions was born. So we started writing music and then the, the idea just very quickly to, to tell you how progressions came to be and how we kept that interest while, during the pandemic was uh, the original idea was just to record a couple singles yeah. and put it out, not do a new record. So we're like, oh, we'll do a single release and keep the our, our you know whole audience engaged and keep them happy. And we did it. Then we realized, oh my God, we're pushing back a tour again, again, reschedule. And then finally, we're just like, we need to put out an EP was the original idea. Hmm. And the EP was like, we need to put out more material because we've released three out of the five songs on this EP. So that's not going to work. What can we do? Well, let's call the album progressions, put a bunch of new material, a couple covers, and then some surprises I'm not going to talk about yet about our past and uh, put it together and, and release an album. So that's how we kept everything up and engaged with our audience. It was all through social media and music. No, it was incredible that you managed to stay that in yourselves that engaged because it wasn't easy, particularly after six or 12 months and things weren't kind of going away. And you could see firsthand the engagement of both bands and supporters were drifting away. As you said yourself, live streams were the experiment. And then they sort of slowly disappeared too. They just seemed to be getting bored. Yeah, that, that was it. So you got to be creative, right? And I thought we did a good job, but there are a lot of bands with bigger budgets that did even cooler things that I wish we could do. But again, we're independent. You know, we have business partners and we have specific budgets to meet, you know, so yeah, it, was, it was tough, but we did what we could and I think we did a pretty good job. Yeah, I think so too. It's fair to say that if the events of the past two plus years hadn't occurred, that realistically progressions would probably be, may not exist or be something completely different altogether. 100% correct. It would be a brand new record. Hmm. And you know what, we would have toured, we would have had a much bigger following not that we have a bad following it's just 
you know, you, the main thing is touring with a band these yes. days. You, you do an album to promote a tour. It's not like 30 years ago where you, you toured to promote that album to sell all those CDs. You know, now it's completely reversed, you know? So it's like touring is everything for a band. So, yeah. you know, for a small band like us starting out, even though we got a lot of members who have known careers and have been successful in the past, um, you know, it, it was extremely difficult because let's be honest it's like no one really knows a monolith yet mm -hmm. yes we have a following all around the world and we get streams all over the world and all that stuff but in the grand scheme of things no one's seen nothing when people see our live show i i know that's going to change in a very positive way so yeah i think that's super important as you said already you know you released your debut right at the very start which effectively unfortunately ended up bearing out while you weren't alone with that a lot of bands suffered that same cause um it didn't exactly give you the head start you, you wanted nope not at all it uh it made it extremely difficult it was it's like you you release this massive advertising marketing social media campaign in january you have no idea there's not even a word in north america that COVID's about to hit us mm. and then there's kind of murmurs in in february start of march it's like oh no mm. and then you know i think it was like march 18th or something where our tour manager is like it ain't happening boys <laughs> you know tour canceled record comes out but instantly everyone's freaked out yeah so like it affects your sales you're not going on tour now so people are going to stream to see if like it versus buying the record so they can bring the vinyl to the show and and get you to sign it you know it's like it just the whole demographic the whole business approach everything changed overnight right so yeah difficult it is, it is. It's not the first sort of major shift that we've seen in sort of music industry over the last couple of years, decades and so on. Um, you've been in it for a while, both personally, not just obviously with Imolith as well, um, Monolith. Um, what's, how well do you think you've coped over the changes on a personal level? Uh, on a personal level, it's made me, in very short, I've, I've become more knowledgeable. Yeah because I've, I've spent time, A, learning from mistakes that we've made, but more importantly, uh, following everything else and learning from even the mistakes that other bands are making, but more importantly, what they're succeeding with. Um, it's made me stronger individually. I, I believe I'm much stronger. There's a lot of people in our situation who would just give up, you know, and, and uh, you know, that's it. They don't want to tour. They're scared of the risk of uh, touring, or maybe they, they don't see the immediate gratification from releasing your first album, which pretty much didn't do a lot because you couldn't tour to support it. You know, I, I fought through all of that and it's made me stronger. It's, it's made me more of a believer in what I'm, I'm doing because I really do believe in this music. And, you know, when we played live shows, you know, I'd hear people come up to them just like, I had no idea. This is so awesome. I can't wait to see you guys again, you know? And sure, maybe it's only 200 people, but next thing you know, you get a, a opening slot for a bigger band. They're exposed and they come up and they say the same thing. Then you do your own headlining tour. You know how it works. So I'm a huge believer in, in uh, you know, believing in yourself, taking action and, and persevering, right? And through all of that, it's made me stronger and, and I've become more knowledgeable. 
And as messed up as this sounds, I'm grateful for the pandemic. Yeah. Because you, you, have, you have one or two, two ways you can approach it. You can be pissed off and you can say pandemic ruined everything. I'm not ahead. You know, our, our, our debut album did nothing, but the list goes on and on. Or you can go, you know what? Became more knowledgeable. I've learned some things. You know, I know how to professionally release an album like record labels do now. You know, like I'm grateful for that. I learned a lot. If that if the pandemic didn't happen, there's no way I'd know how all that stuff works, you know? So you've got to pull positives out of a what is a uniquely negative scenario for pretty much everyone in the world. That's right. That's right. And and I was brought up that way. Uh and I believe that uh that's that's the best way for you to um to move ahead you know is to take the positive out of the negatives and i've done that throughout my whole life and you know what it's always it's always done well for me you know it's like things have always seemed to work out for me you know sorry that's my emails going off here um but yeah things things seem to always um work out for me but you want to know why it's because head down those the grindstone just pushing everything out learning doing my best and always believing in myself and believing that it can be done because you want to know something. Everyone thought the Wright brothers were crazy <laughs> trying to make the airplane fly. They're like, that's a bunch of metal and wood. You're going to make, no, that ain't going to happen. You know what? But they did it, did it. And then they proved the world wrong. So right there, that's enough inspiration for me to take a monolith to, to great heights because I think the music's great. I can tell from our audience. He's very engaged in the audience that we've uh, created are they're, they're like very committed to the band. They love the band. They're always on social media. It's great. Might not be hundreds of thousands of people right now, but I, I envision that. I see that. I believe that. That's why I keep on doing this and I push harder. Progression is so important. It's on the nose, but you've said it yourself several times. Progressions is the name of the new album. How important is it for you guys to stand up and show what a monolith is? in 2022 compared to what it was in 2020 to show that you as well individually are moving forward as musicians hence the combination of old and new yeah you know that's it it's like when when you have members because we've had uh member changes um and that stuff when it happens um again you can look at it positively or negatively uh, mm -hmm. it was amicable when that stuff happened but it wasn't working for us as a band. It wasn't working for them as individuals. So when, for example, when we got new members in, in the band, uh, we have Oswin and, and Conan now, the Oswin's guitar player from Threat Signal. Conan's a, a local guy from Vancouver I've known for 25 years, incredible bass player, songwriter. Um, you know, we got back to five people who are, who are dead set on this mm. and believe in it and want to do it you know and it's not that for example brian and scott uh who aren't in the band anymore it's not that they didn't believe it they're very proud of it it's just they pretty much just didn't want to to go through what we're going through they knew is a lot of work and not only that covid kind of scared them you know it's like going out and there's a lot of people who even quit because of that you know in other bands so yeah, it's, it's really made us uh, tight as individuals, as a band, but it's inspired the new music in, in a really positive way as well. That John and I basically wrote all of the progressions together, you know, and all the new songs, that is. 
And um, it's really taken on a different shape and progressions is, is showing that. That's again, why we call the progressions. We have remixes of old songs, we have covers of others, and then we have some surprises from the past. And then we got a bunch of new material. So it's showing that progression. So the, yeah, it's, it's just created a really tight um, bond between the band. And where we're at right now, it feels really good, man. And I, I'm, I can't wait to put this on stage because I, I honestly believe people are going to be like, who the hell is this? <laughs> who haven't seen us? And the people who know us, it's going to be awesome. Was there a bit of a desire as well when it came to working on progressions to almost find out what a monolith in 2022 or 2021 and 2020, the years that followed the debut, what a monolith was to you? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I believe in progression. Mm. One thing I always say, you know, the best way for me to answer this, I'll give you an excerpt from uh, what I say to my drum students, okay? Specifically drums want everything to be perfect it has to be this way it has to do this especially my younger students like five to ten years old mm. get upset sometimes crying in lessons because they can't do it at 60 bpm or they don't understand time and whatever and whenever that happens to any age of my student i've had 62 year old uh student who started drums and got frustrated because he's like i'm 62 i should understand this and get it right away you know and the thing that i always say to them is don't focus on perfection, making sure that everything's great, making sure that you have to have this many social media, that you have to have this many streams or you didn't get enough streams, you know, and you, you feel that the world's looking at you and going, oh, they're a failure or whatever. You know what? Don't focus on any of that stuff. What you focus on is progression. Okay. Progression. Progression is always achievable. Always. Perfection, you will never. There isn't a person on this planet who will ever achieve perfection because it does not exist. Okay. People say that, you know, things are impossible. That's a lie as well. Impossible doesn't mean perfection, but it does mean progression. And I love this quote. It's not my quote, but even the word impossible says I'm possible. So individually, you know, for, for me, when I look at 2021, 2022, all I focused on was progressing as a person and progressing as a band member with four other dudes in a monolith. And that's exactly what I did. And it was tough, man. I went through a lot of tough things, not to get too personal or anything. I went through a divorce. I went through tons of personal stuff too, you know, personal growth in a, in a great way, mm. you know, but there were a lot of lessons that had to be learned, but you know what? I was always focused even when I got hit with the negative stuff, it's just like, how can I progress through this? It's not how can I make this situation perfect again? Because perfect never existed in my life. I thought it did. And then you realize as you get older, oh, it's all about progression because you can achieve that. So that's the best way I, I can answer that. Like as an individual going through 2021, 2022, it was always focused on, on progressing, being the best band member I could to the other guys and being the best human being I could be to my family and friends around me. 
No, well put. It's uh, it's a fascinating mindset because it is very, very difficult for, I think, a majority of people to get into that mindset because of what's almost drummed into us from a very early age to adulthood, that perfection is all you should strive to be. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. It's a, it's a scary thing, man, because, you know, do yourself a favor and go out there and you do your own little poll, mental poll here. And you, you talk to people about it and you, you're going to be blown away at how many people are trying to strive for perfection. Yeah. It's, it's actually in my, my eyes, my mind, a problem because what, what's it do when you don't achieve it, you get bummed out, you quit, you know, you, you don't do as well. You don't care as much, you know, you, you aren't going to, you stop believing, which is the biggest thing. Okay. And that's how a lot of bands end up doing nothing. There's some great bands, I can guarantee you. There's some great bands that could have been the next Metallica or Slipknot. And all they needed to be was heard by, by that label, by that A&R guy or whatever. And they just went through some tough times and didn't achieve that perfection. And they gave up. Whereas if they would have kept going, it could have changed the whole landscape. Metallica might not be the biggest metal band in the world. It could have been this other band and and the, the weird thing is they never know that you know so none of us will ever know but all those scenarios they exist okay a monolith could be one of those scenarios and i'll tell you this i am not giving up on it you know until the the time comes where it's just feasibly not achievable whether it's finances because we're self and self you know financed in independent artists and all that stuff whatever the case may be We'll go until there's till we've had a dead, dead end brick wall. You can't do anything else, right? Well, let's hope that day never comes because, as you talked at the start, the plans are really, really in place now. As we we normally like to talk to artists at the end, particularly not just about plans because we know things are very difficult when it comes to booking and planning shows and festivals and you name it because of what's gone on. But of course, you are looking at popping over to our little island at the start of 2023, January and February. Yeah. I already got your enthusiasm at the start. I get this strong impression. You are pretty game and excited to come over here. Oh man, you know what? I, I've, I've, <laughs> I can't count the amount of times I've landed in Heathrow. You know, it's <laughs> like, and I can't count the amount of times I've walked around London, you know, and uh, just tons of Manchester, you know, it's like, all these places, I'll never forget. I only played in, in Bath one time and I love that place, you know, and, and all these really cool things, you know, it's like, I love the UK. So, so to come back there is, is exciting for me, but here's, here's the big thing, man. You want to know why I'm probably more excited to come back to the UK and Europe this time more than any time. And it's no discredit because my time with Devin Townsend and drumming for him extremely grateful i cherish every single memory you know he just played royal albert hall in Slayton. i'm so happy for him and i played royal albert hall with him like tons of awesome stuff you know but the reason why i am so stoked to come back to uk and europe is because it's with my own band i'm not showing up being a hired gun for someone else playing their music even though in the end, Transcendence, the, the band, and a, a couple other songs throughout, you know, my career with Devin, I did co-write. Yeah. But, you know, this is my baby. You know what I mean? And I'm bringing it internationally, overseas, to, to play. 
that it itself in itself is a dream come true for me it's a, a huge thing so uh you have no idea how excited i am man it is, it is when you put it like that and a phenomenal achievement i'm in london uh, the capital city and you're down yeah. to play the black heart in camden um yeah you know that venue you know what? I don't. I we, originally I think we were booked in the underground, and then now then there was a mad fight for getting venues, and then you know it's like here's the thing. This is part of the business too, but you know, uh, bigger bands would come around and they'll take that slot before you because we're we're unknown in the UK. We've never toured there before, so they're like, okay. So I know the Black Hearts. A I don't want to say a downgrade because I hear it's a great venue but obviously the cap is lower you know what i mean so it's like that's cool but yeah i've I've never been there i've never heard of it and all the touring i've done but you know the thing is is even with devin up until 2018 you know like we're playing the roundhouse royal albert hall like uh hammersmith apollo like we're doing big stuff right so i didn't ever really know about that venue so what, what what's it like you see lots of bands there yeah, yeah, it's probably one of them. I'm more, I mean, in the last week and a half, I saw two different bands at that venue. Um, nice. And my, my son's band did his debut gig there a few weeks back as well. So, like, I love it. Nice. You'll only ever hear positive things from me. I adore it as a venue. Wonderful. Nice. Great sound. Oh, okay. That's awesome. No, I'm stoked. I've, I've heard good things about it. So, you know. Put it this I'm way. Excited. If you're heavy, the reverb can be so loud, you can be outside and feel the walls stone wall shaking <laughs> i love cool? it yeah no we're we're excited man uk is the the people in the uk are just avid music fans i uk is phenomenal yeah. like come on man some of the biggest bands ever in the history of music were born in the uk so it's there's just so much musical history and to to be able to tour there to bring your own brand of music is very special and, and the UK has a very special heart uh, place in my heart, you know, just with all the stuff we did with Devin, they, they really love Devin over there too. And uh, so being a part of that, I made a lot of great friends, uh, a lot of great supporters follow a monolith from there. I'm just, I can't say enough about it. And it's not me sucking up. It's just the truth, you know? So I'm, I'm really hoping that we can snag a bunch of people when we do come over and uh, you know, fill these venues. You know, it's 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 tough when you're a brand new band because little little uh, hindsight on our tour, um, we were just looking for uh, something to get on a bill with. That's that's all we've been doing. We're like, we need to be seen, so let's get out there. Book, you know, and then our booking agent came back to us and he's just like, these promoters want to book you as a headline. I'm like, what? <laughs> and 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 they're like, yeah. Well, look at the pedigree you guys have, the bands you come from. It's like. They think that you're going to be able to pull in, you know, some some decent people from this. And I and I at first I went back to the guys. They want to do this. And the guys, like, oh, that's cool. I said, yeah, but you know, we we go out with a bigger band and open for them. There's a guaranteed audience there. Mm-hmm. We don't know what we're going to do. Like this, it scares the shit out of me, right? So, but at the same breath, you know what? Do you live on fear? Or do you go out and you just do your best and you, you, you pump it, you promote it, you do everything you can to get it out there, put out the music. So, and then we're just like, yeah, if they want to do that, then let's, let's really take advantage of it. And we booked a, I think it's 37 date tour. <laughs> so 
That's, that's, that's pretty cool. Considering UK and Europe promoters, that many promoters want us to do that many shows. So, oh, yeah. you know, it, it is, it is absolutely incredible. Uh, but before then, of course, we have the album. I want to ask you then from that, from the album, what, um, what track, are you most interested to gauge people's opinions on when it's released? Not necessarily your favorite, but perhaps the one track that you think, you know what, that is going to cause some stirring amongst the uh, supporters. You know what? It, it's kind of a tie. Mm. I have to admit it, it is because the one song got released half an hour ago. <laughs> the, the video of it, it's called The Lesson. And it is definitely, definitely the new direction that we've progressed into. And it's still heavy, but it's very entrancing in parts. There's, um, the start's really light. You might think, well, where's this going? And then it kicks in and just kicks you in the teeth. And then, you know, by the end of it, you, you know, you feel like you need a cigarette, you know? It's just like, it's like, well, that's some great sex. You know, but like, it's, it's, it's a journey of a song and people aren't going to really expect this from us. Um, it still sounds like a monolith, of course, but I'm very curious to see the feedback. To be honest, when I finished this, you know, don't want to contradict myself, but whenever the first day comes out, I do like reading the comments to yeah. gauge where people are at. So when I'm done this interview, I have a break before the next one and you can bet your ass I'll be on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, just seeing how people are, are digging it, right? So the lesson is one of them. And then there's a song called Progressions on the Progressions album. And it's just, put it this way, it starts off, it's basically acoustic tune until you know then i don't want to give too much away it still gets heavy but it is 100 the most out there and then there is a song called words in uh silence Jeez, it's a three-way tie man uh, <laughs> actually actually words in silence takes a cake no one will expect that and i just don't want to say anything about it because it's just what you know it's super cool man it's dark that's the best thing i'll say is it's dark but those three songs you know yeah, it's definitely showing progression in, in the band. Well, it's not too long to wait now anyway. It's a little under a month at this yep. point here. Last question then, so you can go and check out these comments. When the album is out, the dust has settled, and I guess you're mentally moving on to something fresh for you. What do you hope will be your overriding memory of progressions? I think... Um... The obstacles, the variables of the music industry, you know, the the rejections like coming to touring and and all these things that we had to to face, that we had to overcome, um, and the fact that we actually were able to still get it out, and we are going to tour, and that it, it we fought through all of it, and we succeeded. You know, we put out a second album, a sophomore album. That to me is admirable. That to me is showing the never die attitude. That to me is, is staying to your word that we are going to see this through, that we are going to tour the world, that we are going to put out new music, that we are going to progress, that we aren't just going to stand down 
and and accept COVID ruining the music industry. I don't believe in any of that, man. I believe life is what you make it. That's what my opa said. And and people who follow me and they see my social media, I say that quote at least once a week in my posts. And you know what? Life is truly what you make it. If you want to give up and you don't want to do it, then that's your choice. I have this equation, okay? And this is something that I think everyone should remember in their lives because it's applicable to your personal life, never mind your band. Uh, an event plus your reaction to it will always, and I mean always, equal your outcome. I'll say it again. An event plus your reaction to it equals your outcome. We all have to take 100% responsibility for our situations, our lives, our bands, our relationships, whatever it is. The choices you make today, whether they're good or bad, you have to own them because they're your choices, you know, and they shape your future. So with a monolith, what we've done is we've made those choices to push through. We've made those choices to make a new album. We made those choices to change our sound, to take to take a chance, maybe in the eyes of our audience, but not not in our eyes because it's from it's from here. It's like from it's heartfelt stuff. It's heartfelt shit that we're writing, man. You know, and we we mean it, right? So we put it out there, and we push through. And you know what? We're responsible for all these decisions. But I'll tell you this, man. Uh, we're we're progressing. We're putting ourselves out there. And uh, we're taking 100% responsibility for our actions, which means pushing through all of this. And uh, I, I just can't wait. So it's the best way I can answer that. It is an incredible answer. And all I can hope is that for Monolith, for progressions, everything goes exactly how you want it to. And you, it's, you get everything you want from the album, from your personal perspectives as well. Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. We've gone on a bit. Um, uh, sorry for keeping you. Thank you. No apologies, man. Like, again, um, thank you so much for this because every interview is just as important as the one before it or the one after it. It's all equal to us. So thank you for taking the time. And trust me, I don't mind talking this long for, for interviews and stuff because as much information as we can get out there and, and you know, get to our audience, the better. So, and man i hope i see you at the black heart that would be amazing you know and the january spread blues. the word yep january blues will have set in by then gigs will be needed right yes <laughs> ryan thank you so much thank you as well have a great day and uh, stay safe out there thank you very much for watching you can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as on facebook instagram twitter and tumblr Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash GBHBL as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favor, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal. What else is life for?